In this week's episode, I am chatting with occupational therapist and health coach for women, Amanda Laramie, and it is a really awesome chat. We are talking all about how it is so important to make space for the struggle and also make space for the joy. You know, leaning into the tension, making space for those hard times, and then checking our stories and our own expectations around motherhood, around how we quote unquote should be doing things. Check them at the door and make space to feel and acknowledge those feelings. Say it is okay to feel anxious in this moment. And then lean into the process of moving through it as, a, as opposed to just trying to move around it. And she also has some really great points to make around our hormonal cycles and how it's not just around menstruation. Our hormones are changing every single day and how we can sort of check our expectations around that as well. You know, we're not always going to have the same levels of energy from day to day. So I really, really enjoyed this chat. It's hugely valuable and I really hope you enjoy. to the Around the Campfire podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it also takes a village to raise a mom. I'm your host, Jillian Benke, the founder of Mom Camp, and each episode I chat with busy moms who are doing awesome things in life and work. Join us for real conversation and community because this is your village. This is the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, Amanda, and welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Can you start by introducing yourself and tell us who you're a mom to, all of the things? Yeah, so I am Amanda. I am a wife. I'm a mama to two fierce girls. I've Mm -hmm. got a four-year-old and an 18-month-old. And I'm also an occupational therapist, and I'm a health coach for women kind of in could be mothers, could be any women, just kind of along the journey, um, trying to live our live our best lives and feeling empowered in that role. So, awesome, awesome. Yeah. I know we have talked sort of offline a lot about mamas in those first few years, but I think a lot of what you do speaks to moms at all stages as well, which is great and why I'm super excited about our talk today. So, tell us what we're going to talk about today. Let's let you introduce it as opposed to me introducing it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, one thing as, as mothers is we have so many stories and expectations that Mm. we, that we have in the back of our mind or that are put on us. um, And we don't even always recognize them. We don't even necessarily agree with them. And yet we kind of, they're still there. They're still there. We, We live our lives by them. We measure our worth by them, our goal attainment by them, you know, our, our, how we, how we parent and interact. And, and, um, these stories and expectations often go sort of unsaid. And it seems like there's also just this, this option of like hot mess or perfectionist mom, (laughs) right? Like if you're going to be a hot mess, claim it and own it and love it Yeah. or be the perfectionist. But is there, is there anything in the middle ground? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, just along along my journey. So I guess how I got into health mm-hmm. coaching um, was I was about six months into my first mat leave. And I realized that like, I have no idea how to parent a little girl. And I just got really scared of 
I didn't want any of my struggles or insecurities to ever cross my daughter's horizon. Mm. And I mean, I know that I cannot control her whole world and her whole life, but at the <laughs> she same- will never feel pain. Yeah. She will always be confident. <laughs> exactly. Right. But I didn't want to project my issues onto yeah. her. Yeah. And so that's when I kind of started to do my own work, my own um, mindset shifts, my own challenging of those stories and of those expectations and how I wanted to show up. Um, and then, you know, as we were trying to conceive our second, um, we struggled with infertility and it took us about a year and a half to get pregnant. Mm. And during that time, then I started to dig into, you know, more the mindset as well to help me to get through that journey. But then, you know, also the things that I could control as far as, you know, looking more at hormones, looking more at nutrition, looking more at movement, um, and just how we can use those things to empower our role as, as women and as mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of as that foundation is working on the mindset um, and, and how we approach those situations in the beginning. And a lot of what I hear, and I'm, I'm guilty of kind of preaching it per se, is <laughs> to just, you know, do the gratitudes, look for the good, write down your five gratitudes, right. and like the day is going to be amazing. And I totally think that gratitudes are important. I definitely, it does help for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it like, it definitely can help, you know, to alter the way you see a situation Mm -hmm. or change your perception of the day. Um, or, you know, you do hear a lot of the right now, the idea of like, if it doesn't serve you, just leave it. And, you know, from if 2020 has taught me (laughs) anything, it's that, you know, like there are hard things. There are hard things in life. There are hard things in motherhood. There are challenges that we need to go through. There are things and hard things that require our attention. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it doesn't doesn't really do us or anyone else in the world any good um, to only look at the good, right? Um, Or to only pay attention to the things that make you feel good. Mm -hmm. I think there can also be a a real beauty in you know, making space for the hard things. And I think it's really important that as women and as mothers that we learn how to um, feel all of the emotions Mm -hmm. um, so that we're not, we're not stuck in it, but we can acknowledge it. We can attend to it. We can, you know, kind of listen to what is, is needed in that moment and then move forward from Mm -hmm. it versus Mm -hmm. that idea of like suppressing it or fake it till you make it or, you know, those rose colored glasses. Totally. It's like moving through it as opposed to moving around it. It's like you come to a roadblock, you're like, oh, don't like this feeling. Let's just go around it over here until I can get back on track. But if you can move through it, you'll actually get through it so much quicker and you will have processed it in a healthy way, hopefully. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. I know they even say um, studies show that the emotional intelligence of a child is a greater predictor of their success than like their IQ. Totally. So if you can demonstrate to your child intelligence too, then, you know, it's like kind of that double bang for your buck. But Mm -hmm. I had I'd attended a mindfulness workshop and the presenter was an occupational therapist. Her name is Sandy Ayer. And she had brought to my attention just that idea of like even meditation apps these days are almost gamified. Mm -hmm. Like that idea of, you know, do one or two or five or increase your time and 
get to this state of calm and happiness. And it's like guaranteeing that you're going to feel really light and fluffy. But like the, the idea of mindfulness is actually a Buddhist tradition. And I'm, I'm not Buddhist, but um, I think it's really important to look where where the tradition comes from. And it doesn't come from us white girls. Like it comes, <laughs> it comes from, you know, another culture. It comes from another um, religion or faith system. And I think mm-hmm. it's really important to pay attention to that. But mindfulness, um, there's a quote by John Kabat-Zinn that, that says, mindfulness is awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. Mm. And I think, you know, non-judgmentally is probably the biggest keyword. Yeah. The, the big keyword there that I think a lot of us, I mean, mom guilt, right. It's another mm-hmm. thing that we just expect to have that mom guilt, but how do we, how do we feel all of the emotions to, like you said, to be able to get through it and process it? Cause that's actually goes a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think we think we're going to get stuck in it. Like if I, totally, if I, admit I, I won't f- be able to get out. Yeah. Yeah. But the opposite is, is true, right? When we actually say, you know, not I am anxious, but I feel anxious in this mm. moment, mm-hmm. or I feel, I feel scared, or I feel angry in this moment, or I feel joyful in this moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's room for it all. But when you bring it to light and acknowledge it and kind of give it, give it that space and a little bit of grace along the way, right? A lot of self-grace along the way. Mm-hmm then it can kind of, you know, flow through you, or then you can pay attention to, okay, so now what, what do I actually need in this moment? How do I pay attention to that? And you are not your feelings and your feelings are very transient, right? I mean, I, it's the Corona coaster, right? I think everybody's experienced that. Um, But how do you, you know, how do you feel all of the emotions and not necessarily get attached to them, but then Mm -hmm. move forward and step into what you can control or what, you know, what your body or, you know, your, your soul needs for the next thing. Totally. I love this. A couple things came to me when you're explaining it is also that inner mean girl, that inner voice, right? That the non-judgmentally part. So you're in the moment, you're present and your inner voice can be like, oh, but look at you or, you know, questioning things or saying, yeah, you're happy now, but just wait. Things like that, where like the fatalistic thoughts come in. And so hearing those voices and being able to say, thank you for that. Uh, I'm feeling this in this moment and I'm okay. Right. There's, um, I had, uh, Laura Parkinson who does EFT tapping Mm -hmm. and, a lot of the scripts that they use for tapping are things like acknowledging what you're feeling. Like I feel anxious in this moment and I love and accept myself anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's actually just saying it's okay because to your point, it's transient. I think there's fear with the big feelings. Yeah. And maybe this, maybe Corona has actually helped us move through this, but with the big feelings, there is a fear that you're going to get stuck there and you won't be able to get out. Right. And I think COVID has brought us so many feelings all the time that we know that they're always changing and we can get out of them. But I don't know. I think it's uh, it's a very good point to just accept them as temporary. Right. Mm-hmm. They're 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 current present feelings and they won't last forever. Mm-hmm. Right. And just acknowledge them and think, why am I feeling this way? 
you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, my, my sister actually was the one who had told me when I was like, I don't want my girls to ever feel any pain or any, you know, whatever. <laughs> She's like, Amanda, comfort does not build character though. Mm. You know, like a comfortable life, only looking for, you know, only attending to the, so the, the softer or the lighter things, that's not what builds character. And I think we're also like, we've also seen that, or if we pay attention to that in this last year too, right? Like when you give space for that hard stuff, you also see what you're made from and you, mm -hmm. you realize that you can not only acknowledge the hard stuff, you know, whether it's hard emotions or just like a hard day with your kids, oh, yeah. whether it's like tantrums or, you know, kids in their teen years and whatever they're going through, like there are just hard days. And for us to not have any expectation of like, well, how it should be going or that, right. oh my goodness, like, let's just make tomorrow better. But for us to be able to acknowledge, like, this is really hard, like this tantrum or this lack of sleep or like this, my child's hormones, like they yeah. are really hard right now. And how do we give space for them? How do we, you know, what, what is needed in this moment? Not like a put the bandaid over it, but what is needed in this moment? What do we need to shift? What do we need to lean into so that we can actually like grow through the challenge rather than going around the challenge, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. One thing um, that I really want moms to remember is that we're all going through these things and we're all humans. Something that I have to constantly remind myself is I didn't magically become a parenting wizard the second I popped out my first kid, right? Like it's, oh yeah, I am still a human and my kid's tantrum is still going to affect me and I am still going to have real human emotions surrounding that. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay to have real human emotions in response to something that's screaming at you, you know, yeah, <laughs> like it's, absolutely. It's, you know, and in, in a normal world, you wouldn't allow a person to treat you that way, you know, but when you're a mom, you have to come to terms with the fact that it's okay to have your own response to it. And it's okay for them to be going through it too, because they're humans figuring out this life. And so you kind of have to be a team, but you're, and yes, we have more experience as older humans, but you're still going to have reactions to it and it's still okay. And that never makes you a bad mom. That never makes you, you know, a failure. It just means you're human, uh -huh. you know? And the other thing on top of that, I do, I'm super passionate about is, and this is partly why I have this podcast <laughs> is talking about this stuff. Yeah. Because the shoulds and the expectations and all of those things come from us never seeing our experiences mirrored back to us, mm -hmm. right? Like we see the perfect, everybody talks about the highlight reel on social media and we see the perfect stuff. No, very few people show this yet. Mm -hmm. And so if you never see your stuff mirrored back to you, you start to feel like you're the only one and you start to have judgment, right? So even if you're present in your moment, you can still have judgment because you think, well, I must be wrong because I haven't seen this anywhere else. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So many times, you know, I would go through a really hard period with, with one of my girls. And then I'd be talking with a friend of mine about it. And she's like, 
oh yeah, I remember that being really hard. I'm like, really? Because when I was talking to you about it back then, you never mentioned anything yeah. about this. It was like, oh yeah, no, life is so good. And I mean, we would talk about their pooping or their feeding schedule, but we would never talk about like, how, how are you, how are we yeah. doing as mothers yeah. or how are our relationships changing yeah. or, you know, how, like what, what are the great things, but what are the really challenging things? And there's no, there's no judgment in that. And I think, yeah, we, we almost put the judgment on ourselves. Like I think Brene yeah. Brown has that quote of, about, um, I don't remember exactly what it is, but like perfectionism is, is the perception of being perfect. So mm-hmm. when you're a perfectionist, it's, or you're striving per- for perfection, it's oftentimes more often for the perception oh, yeah. of perfection than, you know, like there's nothing wrong with having goals. There's nothing wrong with from like an internal drive mm-hmm. and intrinsic motivation. But when we're looking, you know, for that approval of perfection from other people, I think that is like when there's just so much unnecessary, like blame, shame, and guilt that gets added onto and it, us and it's, and it's paralyzing, right? Totally. Totally. So if you were working with a mom coaching them, how would you encourage them to make space for the struggle? Um, honestly, I think the number one thing to do is to, to just recognize it, like to call it out for what it is in that moment and to like, to name it, to say, I am feeling this in this moment or this experience is really hard and however you call it out whether it's verbally whether it's journaling it whether it's you know talking to a friend I think sometimes though it's it's good for us to just sit with it ourselves right and just to bring it to light and and to question too so so why am I feeling that or if I'm feeling disappointment like what expectations did I have around that or am I putting Mm -hmm. expectations on other people or myself and I always bring bring uh, moms back to and women back to well what are your values though because if you're feeling guilt around this if you're feeling this is really hard like is it first off is it even in an alignment with your values Mm -hmm. because if it's not in alignment with your values then let it go that's a story that is a value of somebody else but like let's get back to what is important to you and to your family of how you want to show up. Totally. And then if it is in alignment with your values and you're still struggling with it, then yeah, let's dig into that deeper work. Let's dig into some of those limit limiting beliefs, or let's pay attention to like what your body is telling you because she will tell you what she needs. But I mm-hmm. think so oftentimes we're kind of used to looking to other people for the right answer, right? Like, well, what is that? What's, what's she doing? How is she Mm -hmm. getting it? Right. Whereas when we kind of listen to our bodies and it's, you know, maybe it's, you need to set some boundaries or maybe we need to connect with some people. Maybe we um, need to have some time out for ourselves. Maybe we need to nurture our bodies as a form of nourishment, not using food as a form of like punishment or numbing but just a Mm -hmm. form of nourishment or you know how can we tap into our hormones to empower us um and not not as something that we're you know just white knuckling through once a month that sort of thing so like looking at like first always looking at the mindset and the stories and the expectations and like what is most important to you and then how do you step into your own story and like your own role and values 
from the things that you can control. And, you know, when things hit you in the face that you can't control, which they will, yeah. at least you're grounded, right? Like at mm-hmm. least you're almost like centered kind of for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. but like grounded in knowing who you are or being able to even just breathe through that hard stuff. Yes. Right. I think there's such power in just breath and giving, giving that pause, giving that moment so that you can breathe, literally bring down your central nervous system and think and process. And then again, step back into how you want to show up. Totally, totally. With more resilience and more, you know, just like you said, being grounded, that's it's foundational. So good. So good. Okay. I want to pivot a little bit just onto something that you spoke about on the hormone stuff. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? Tell me a little bit about how you sort of identify how to work with your hormones and all of that. Yeah, this is, this is where I get super like (laughs) nerdy and geeky and I love it. Um, but hormones, what I was taught as hormones were essentially, you know, your period, you get your period once a month. Um, it's really unfortunate if it's painful or debilitating, but you're just going to have to white knuckle it and then don't worry about it the rest of the time. Right. Unless you're trying to prevent pregnancy or get pregnant, you don't really need to worry about your hormones. Um, but as I've been learning, and I mean, you can get into it as detailed as you want, but there's a couple of things that have just been like, like knowledge bombs for me. It's just the fact that as women, our hormones are different every single day of the month, Mm -hmm. every single day of your cycle, whatever that may be, your hormones are different. And yet we compare ourselves to men whose hormones are essentially the exact same in a 24 hour period. Right. They sort of operate on a 24 hour, whereas we go like every day for four weeks, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we do definitely have those day-to-day fluctuations Mm -hmm. of like your cortisol and your melatonin, and you can tap into, you know, how to utilize those or how to um, keep your cortisol, that stress hormone from really spiking. So there's definitely those day-to-day things that you can attend to. Um, But then if you look at your hormones from a monthly perspective, I think even just knowing the fact that your hormones are different every single day, like that should give you just heaps and heaps of self grace because there is no way that you can physically, mentally, or emotionally show up the exact same day every single day. Mm -hmm. Right. And yet we do that. We're like, Oh, that workout was awful. Or, Oh my goodness. I have such bad cravings or, Oh my goodness. I just cannot stand this person right now. Like their, their voice is like, Mm -hmm. you know, nails on a chalkboard or whatever it may be. And that's, well, and it can then, affect focus and fatigue and like all of the things, right? Absolutely. And yet instead of being like, okay, like what, what are my hormones doing? Where am I at in my cycle? Mm-hmm. Like what is going on? How do I get grounded? Oftentimes what we just do is again, take away that story of, well, I'm too much of this, not enough of this, mm-hmm. a failure at this, whatever it may be. And so I think just knowing, you know, in your monthly cycle, there's actually four phases mm-hmm. in your cycle and your, the menstrual side of things, like your actual bleed is only one of them. And yet, you know, that's the one that gets paid attention to, but how do we attend to our bodies 
how do we kind of set ourselves up so that, you know, there's times of the month where we withdraw a little bit, where mm -hmm. we get grounded, where we reflect, um, where we kind of take note of things that maybe we want to shift for the next month. There's going to be times where we're going to have more energy, where we're going to want to be more social. And how do we plan that, you know, into our lives a little bit? And how do we modify our you know, like I said, you can get as detailed as you want mm -hmm, into it. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, like, I don't, I don't plan my entire life around my menstrual cycle or like change my nutrition around it every single, depending what phase I'm in. Um, but just being aware of it is like a perfect reason to, you know, schedule in some of your self-care or to, it's also just a beautiful way to schedule your life so that you're not constantly running on empty, but mm -hmm. that you, you plan that time of like, okay, I might be menstruating around this time maybe that's a time where I want to really like disconnect and take some time for myself and um reset and evaluate or you know I think I might have some energy around this time when I'm ovulating and so that may be why or when I want to connect with some friends or with my partner or plan a date with my kiddos or you know that sort of thing and, mm -hmm. and everywhere else in between just adding a lot of grace to yourself <laughs> along totally. the way. Totally. I'm fascinated by this stuff. I first heard about it from Kate Northrup. Do you know, she wrote do less and she talks all about the cycle and whether it's your menstrual cycle or the moon cycles, because they yeah. have the same four phases. Right. Right. And she talks about it in a sort of business perspective for entrepreneurs and thinking, you know, this is when you do your sort of real analytical work. And this is where you really, you know, you might be tidying things up for the month and doing the administrative stuff as well. You know, the tedious stuff, like there might be, there's times when you are out and collaborative and chatting with people because you have that energy shift. And she has a planner that you can actually track it. Uh, and it's just fascinating. It's, I have an, maybe this is TMI, but whatever, it's my podcast. I have an, <laughs> I have an IUD. And so I do still have a cycle, but I can't tell you when it is. And yeah. so I would sort of look to the moon cycles to try and figure out or at least track, right? If I really wanted to dig into this, I would track how's my energy going this this week or this day, right? Mm -hmm. And just in a planner or something, just make a little note and then sort of see where is my energy coming in. But I think for me, the big message was, and a, a friend of mine who does numerology, I had her on the podcast as well, <laughs> but um, she also talks about it from the numbers perspective. But what I'm what I'm getting at is, allowing yourself to just accept that maybe your energy isn't that great that day and maybe it's hormonal and that's okay. And if you're not feeling it and you're like, oh man, but I was supposed to do this on my to-do list today because I really said I was going to and I was going to be productive today and I just simply don't have it in me, take the day. Like take, I mean, you if you're, if you're working, you can't just be like, I'm out, <laughs> but, but like, maybe you do have the flexibility to do some of the more tedious, just like mind numbing things, hunker down in your workspace and just be like, you know, I just, I need to not be around people right now or mm -hmm. just be quieter in that meeting and allow yourself to feel that as opposed to feeling bad for not being the way you thought you should be. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think it, I think it's just so empowering because yeah. I mean, as I was raised, it was, it was almost like, like your hormones make you 
like it's just like hormones and PMS, like, oh, you're hormonal. That's it's what's bad. going right. on, right? Yeah. yeah, there's a very negative connotation to it. But when you're actually, you look at it and you look at the way that you're created and that your body naturally goes through this like cycle and reset, like your body, she she has this way of caring for you mm-hmm. and, and giving you that, like, you know, those times of rest and reflection and those times of energy and connection. And she has this like really beautiful way of caring for you if you pay attention to yeah. her and allow her to do that. And if you can kind of step into that idea of just, you know, that your hormones can actually be a really beautiful thing. And yeah, a hundred percent, you can't, well, most people cannot just be like, Hey, sorry, can't come to the work or, you know, like whatever it may be, but you can still be really aware of that around your regular schedule. Mm -hmm. You might just need to advocate for yourself a little bit and just accept that it's okay that you're feeling that way. Yeah, absolutely. And realize that there's power in the way that you're feeling, Mm -hmm. right? Like again, Mm -hmm. not white knuckling it or ignoring it, but just being like honoring honoring that time in that period totally for what it is and yeah I think as women we are not often empowered by our bodies we're so often kind of berating them wishing Mm -hmm. they were more wishing they were less wishing they were the way they used to be right um you know yeah or that negative connotation around around hormones and around change and that sort of thing and yet I think as as I get more into like the hormones in the body and just how we can control things or how we can shift that, those stories and that expectation, it just Mm -hmm. allows me to be more gracious with myself, more gracious with my kiddos and, you know, kind of step into some of these roles challenging as they may be step into it a little bit more in alignment with, with my values and with who I want to be as a mother and a wife and a coach and a therapist and all of that. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. So much good stuff. All right. I have some questions that I ask all of my guests. Um, So we've, we've talked about these topics a little bit, but not specific Mm -hmm. to you. So how do you define balance for yourself and your family or do you, is it one of those taboo words or what does that look like for you? Um, I definitely get the idea of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of more kind of an integration. How do you, mm-hmm. cause when I think balance, I think, okay, I've got to, everything's got to be the same. I've got to spend the same amount of my time on myself, my kiddos, my partner, my job, you know, whatever. Right. Um, whereas I kind of like the idea of like integration and also looking at what season of life you are in, because mm-hmm. I don't think that life balance or the integration of kind of like how you're spending and investing yourself. I don't think that it should or can remain the same all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, my husband flipped two discs of uh, the beginning of 2020. Mm. And so that is not a time where I was able to, you know, focus a lot of efforts into myself and all right. of my personal goals and business and whatever it may be. Like it was just the reality, especially then once COVID hit, it was just the reality that a lot was going to be placed onto my, onto my plate. And so mm. I had to be really aware of like, okay, right now in this season, what are our priorities? And yes, I still do need to care for myself. So how do I do that? 
Um, and in light of like everything else that's on my plate. But then as he was healing, it was really important that we then came back to the conversation Mm -hmm. of, okay, so that was a really hard time and I'm exhausted and now things need to shift again. Or I'm actually going back to work after an 18 month mat leave. And so, you know, being on mat leave kind of naturally, a lot of things get put onto the mother of managing the household and the kiddos and all the appointments and stuff like that. But the last time I went back to work um, from my first mat leave, I kept doing that stuff and I was drowning, right? Like going back full time and managing a household full time. And so this time it's been really intentional with, okay, so what things are shifting back to my husband Mm -hmm. and what things can I keep and coming back to that conversation again, as things change or as I see that they need to change. That's huge. That's so good. That's so good. And apologies for our U.S. listeners who don't understand what we mean by an 18 month mat leave. We are very blessed in Canada to get extended mat leaves and, you know, the, just the time. Uh, so yes, sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 12 months, 12 (laughs) months is a blessing, but the 18 months, the challenges it had, it was still up awesome for an for sure I mean in the U.S. I believe they get six weeks and then up to up to 12 weeks unpaid disability is what a lot of organizations are willing to allow and it's just I can't even imagine I don't think my hemorrhoids had calmed down by that point (laughs) and you want to talk about hormones right like we think oh six weeks you're good like you're good to do everything and no way it's just it's they need to fix that, but mm. I am not going to get into that conversation. Right mm-hmm. now. Another one, another yeah. time. Okay. So I know you make time for self-care. So what does self-care look like for you? Yeah. Um, self-care, self-care changes for me. Again, it's just kind of looking at what I need in that time. Sometimes self-care for me is, um, is working and sitting on my, working on my business side of things, my coaching side of things. Like it's kind of, especially during my mat leave, it was really a nice creative release for me. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times for me, uh, working out and moving my body, especially getting outside has been a saving grace this past mm-hmm. year. Um, so it's just, it, it does change. And sometimes self-care is being like, all right, Amanda, let's start looking at what you're fueling your body with. And let's bring in the reins a little bit on that right. too. So I don't have like a set, you know, this is my morning routine because inevitably my girls wake up before I do, or we don't mm. sleep or whatever it may be. And so I kind of just release that yeah. and try to get more intentional with like, what are the things throughout the day I can do? And if I can do it solo awesome if I can't do it solo like I know that fresh air and sunshine is going to help me and my girls so we're all getting outside and we're all gonna we're all gonna play a little bit but if I can get in a workout then you know sometimes that's what my self-care is so it really just depends on on it but the biggest thing is I just have to pay attention well that's it yeah reading your body figuring out what you need absolutely good through line I love it all right what is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom Oh boy. Um, I think kind of going back to what you said that, um, about our kiddos being like full of humans Mm. themselves. And I think, well, one that I need to do the work myself. 
I need to dig into my hard stuff. I need to dig into my limiting beliefs. I need to dig into the struggle of things um, before I can be that example to Mm -hmm. my girls, but then to also recognize that they are a hundred percent their own humans as well. And that I, I need to give them the grace to be able to be human as well and give myself grace as I engage and interact with them and respond to them. And I think it's going to be a really, I think it's going to be a really challenging thing to continue to do, to be honest, like, man, my girls are fierce. And I think it's going to be an amazing thing when they're adults, but it is going to be a constant, it's going to be a constant (laughs) lesson and growing, um, as, as I raise them and work to raise them. But I think it's Mm -hmm. really that I need to work through it myself because like they, they mimic, they watch more than they listen. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, my daughter will see me doing deep breaths. She's like, mama, why are you breathing so heavy? Like mama just needs a moment. Right. Like, but she's, she's learning through, through myself learning, like to, to deal with the hard emotions, to bring them up, to breathe, to listen to my body. She is now learning to do Mm -hmm. that and advocate for herself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but I have to do that hard work first. So that's, I think that's the number one thing that, that my girls have taught me. Awesome. Awesome. All right. How can our listeners connect with you if they are interested in coaching, you know, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I've got, my website is amandalaramie.com or .ca. So that's pretty easy to get through to. And on there, I've got, you know, um, my coaching as well as a couple of programs that I run. One is Navigate the Burnout, um, where we kind of go even deeper into what we've talked about today. And another one is more specific to, um, postpartum and digging into those values and the stories and what is true self-care. Um, so all of that stuff is on my website and then on Instagram, I am miss Amanda Laramie and Facebook. It's Amanda Laramie intentional living. Mm -hmm. And I've got a, um, group for mothers on there. It's called mama's in the raw. And it's just a place where you can kind of show up and be real and be encouraged. Um, occasionally, you know, get a little coffee treat on there and just, it's where rather than the mom groups focusing on the kiddos, it's just where we can really come and be nourished ourselves. So love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, I will link to all of those things in the show notes. Such a good chat. I've loved it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Do you ever feel like you've lost your spark a little? There's overwhelm. There are so many obligations. You're overseeing all of the things. Mom life is awesome, but it's also exhausting. And sometimes you feel like you can't get any space for yourself. Does that sound familiar? Well, it is time to reignite that spark. It's time to reignite your energy, your health, your confidence. It's time to reignite your life. And that is why I am so excited to introduce to you Mom Camp Ignite. It is a monthly membership with a private platform where you have access to incredible experts. We're going to have monthly calls where they're going to teach us about topics directly related to mom life. We're going to be talking about stress management. We're going to be talking about decluttering, body positivity, sexual health, all of the things that can help us live our very best lives. We're also going to have personal development opportunities, inspiration, weekly mindset check-ins and support, and monthly virtual happy hours. But it is more than that. It is a community. 
In this season, it can feel pretty isolating and the loneliness can be real. We need our village around us. Mom Camp Ignite is a community of incredible moms just like you, there to support each other through the challenging times of mom life and to celebrate our wins. It's going to be awesome, and I really hope to see you there. You can go to momcamplife.com slash ignite for all the details. All right, mamas, that's it for today. For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.